0: How did we get from Drag Race oh. to Marvel? We've talked, about, we've talked about alternate universes. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense.
1: That tracks alternate universes. Oh, that does um, track. Okay. Will somebody get us another drink? Welcome to Jim and Tommy's Musical Theatre Happy Hour. I am Jimmy.
0: And I am Tommy. And this is the only musical theatre podcast with XLR... And PBR... Uh, did you know they made up the award for pabst blue ribbon beer this is my chicago trivia what so i mean it was at the world's fair in the 20s maybe There was a beer that's competition right. but they decided they didn't want there to be a competition of a bunch of drunk people um so the judges said basically everyone wins and pabst was like well that's no good we're we award ourselves the blue ribbon and they still have been running on that advertisement as, like, awarded the blue ribbon at the Chicago World's Fair, which is not untrue, but is very misleading. The charlatans. <laughs> I'll never drink them again.
1: There you go. XLR, one for our tech, tech listeners. I
0: love, which, yeah. Man, I have so many. I could talk about connectors for far too long. Say the thing. <laughs> different podcast
1: here we take apart your show here we
0: (laughs) well it was so good i heard i heard here we
1: yeah i got it wrong so i'm glad that happened here we take apart your favorite shows muddle them together with a shot of buffoonery and pour you a refreshing glass of musical theater conversation thomas what are you drinking
0: today uh, let's see if I can do this. Probably some swamp juice. That wasn't too bad, <laughs>
1: right? Actually, do you know what? Mm-hmm. In all of your Scottish impressions, yeah. that's in the top
0: five. That's Well, uh, is it good or bad that it <laughs> was an impression of the big green man? Yes, no, but he's Scottish. He is Scottish. It's, right. it's, it's just, I, I wouldn't... Have... <laughs> I wouldn't, if I was making a list of Scottish icons, I probably wouldn't include Shrek.
1: Well, nor would I, because it's voiced by a Canadian man. Right. So, not really Scottish in any <laughs> way, but it is a Scottish accent. And Mike Myers, a very good Scottish
0: accent. Yeah, that's true. Have you seen uh, And So I Married an Axe Murderer? I have not seen And So I Married an Axe Murderer. He does a Scottish accent accent in that. He also does a Scottish accent in Austin Powers when he plays Fat Bastard. Yep. Now that's a Scottish
1: icon. (laughs) I mean, kind of. Anyway, what are we on about?
0: Quiz question to follow. The late great talk show host and TV personality Regis Philbin sat in makeup for three hours to play this musical's title character, even though he was never cast in the role. And very different from Jagged Little Bill... Think everyone got everyone got this, which is great. great, Which means everyone's seen one of the most beautiful YouTube clips in the world, uh, which will absolutely be in the show notes.
1: It absolutely will. Um, Hey, we are going to be talking all about Shrek. Once upon a time, there was a little ogre named Shrek, who lived with his parents in a bog by a tree. It was a pretty nasty place, but he was happy because ogres like nasty. On his birthday, the little ogre's parents sat him down to talk just as all ogre parents had for hundreds of years before.
0: Listen, son, you're growing up so quickly,
1: growing up bigger by the day. Although we want you here, the rules are very clear. Now you're seven. Now you're seven. So it's time to go away. Should I, like, amp up my Scottish?
0: <laughs>
1: Shrek! How do, you, right.
0: do you feel it is, like... Because Shrek is supposed to be gross and, and ogre-esque and that they mm. chose a Scottish accent for the thing. Although I believe, and this is lost in musical theater in and in movie trivia land, but I think there was something like Mike Myers originally had a different accent he was using that he decided was terrible far too late and they had to re-record everything with wow. his you new know, scottish accent i think that's I true know that. i know they also uh, it might be conflated with the fact that chris farley was supposed to be shrek but then passed yes away. i didn't know that and then they had to re-record a bunch of that but i think i think they had to re-record again because mike Myers interesting d- dickish i think it works because it for me it's kind of like a sort of more of a folky vibe. yeah because
1: it's actually, it's a very nice Scottish accent.
0: Uh-huh. It's lilty. I am, a, this is, I'm going to have this out of body experience as we do this podcast and, and very scholarly, in a very specific way, pull apart the movie and musical Shrek.
1: You're damn right you are. <laughs> that's what we do. Shrek!
0: Oh, God. You sound, that was a better Scottish accent than mine. So there's a
1: reason Oh. That that's the case. <laughs> i am scottish what
0: so you know. haven't told me
1: bam, bam, bam. all these years canadian. some people think that Did you're you canadian that? some people think i'm canadian
0: that's fantastic from this well
1: how i you know anyway um shrek the music shrek the musical um music by janine Tussori. book but, and lyrics by mr david Lindsay a bear
0: it's based on the movie shrek which is based on a children's book shrek um, it Shrek. Opened... <laughs> we're never gonna get past that <laughs> uh it opened on broadway in, uh december 14th 2008 played for i think a little over a year um then was hugely revamped maybe not hugely was updated in a bunch of ways toward the u.s uh made it to the west end had a couple i think two u.s tours um and is now a hugely popular high school show let me tell you
1: the the popular yes and it was also filmed
0: Yes, it was. You can watch the pro shoot on Netflix right now. That's the It's the original Broadway production, which is interesting because of the changes that happened in the touring production. And yes. it's hard. I can't think of similar, because the changes that were made were very much improvements or attempts at improvements yes. as opposed yes. to like shakeups or let's insert a new song, why not? Um, and I can't think of another example where like the pro shoot is of the pre-revised Version, you know. Hmm. Yeah, neither can I. Yeah, it's also have, have you you've watched the pro shoot? Yeah, I have indeed. It's, I have indeed. It's not a great pro shoot. I was thinking that when I was rewatching it. It it there's just like cinematically, there are parts of it. Maybe I'm spoiled by how good the Hamilton pro shoot was, mm. but it just doesn't capture a lot of bits. It is dark the whole time. It's like not well lit for television. Well, when was it filmed again? Uh, while it was on Broadway, so. So oh. to think of it, though, like that. It, in terms of staged pro shoots,
1: we we still didn't have a vast amount.
0: I mean, we we had the Sondheims. times, we had Woods and Sweeney, and yeah, but Sunday. they also come. They also come with. That's true, and they're like they're not, but you know, and I mean? they're, they're of a different era.
1: But it is, uh, and like this one, certainly for the first time, had like those like big sweeping shots. Yeah, and like they and, and they clearly
0: like all the applause is dubbed um you know yeah, it, yeah, they, yeah. It, whether they filmed ever with an audience i would doubt um, Right, definitely or just recorded a house audience one night exactly like, and definitely a ton of the shots are like cameraman standing on stage for a close up in a way that you wouldn't do with an audience there no um, and there's even some mugging yeah oh absolutely it's um, great um so yeah so that
1: uh, is the life of shrek yeah um tommy do you want to tell us
0: what it is <sighs> once upon a time um I don't know that would the man, I should stop doing voices. Um, Shrek is a, a send up of kind of the traditional fairy tale and really Disney World tropes, uh, which is fascinating. I like this underscoring. This is gonna be it's hard. Nice, to... Isn't it? I'm gonna keep it going. It'll be You're ba- doing really well. I'm excited for you to try and cut this back together if I screw up what I'm saying. <laughs> cool, I was like, Shrek was Shrek the movie was actually, I believe, the first movie to come out of uh, DreamWorks Studios, um, which was founded by Jeffrey Katzenberg after he left Disney, um, who worked on a ton of... He was part of the Golden Age. He worked on like Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin and Lion King. Um, yes. Spun off from Disney, made his own company, and made Shrek as very much a send-up of... Not only Disney movies, but even just kind of the Disney enterprise itself. Um, Yeah. It follows Shrek the Ogre, who is uh, everything a fairy tale hero isn't. Um, He's a gross ogre who doesn't want to fraternize with anybody. um, When suddenly and unexpectedly, uh, every fairy tale creature you've ever heard of moves into his swamp because they've all been evicted by Lord Farquaad. The short... Uh, a ruler of the kingdom, um, and so Shrek goes on an adventure to uh, first yell at uh, Lord Farquaad to get everyone off of his land. Ends up meeting Princess Fiona, who is uh, to on behalf of the lord to make them marry, but then falls in love with her. And she secretly is an ogre at night. And there's some you know fairy tale bullshit <laughs> about how true love's kiss will change her into love's true form, and it ends up changing yes. her into her ogre form as opposed to yes. her. Uh, Normal form, and it's a it's a show about how you know you can find love no matter what you look like, um, and how you know fairy tales aren't everything they're cracked up to be. Even though it then becomes a subversive fairy tale plot at the end, like they do live happily ever after. But their version, their version, happy, yes, in the mud, yes, in the mud, in the swamp. So that was the movie, and then DreamWorks Theatricals, uh, which. I don't, you know, what else has DreamWorks Theatricals done?
1: Um, they have now done The Prince of Egypt, which is another oh, story. I
0: forgot that happened. Um, spun it up into a Broadway musical uh, with... Brian Darcy James. With Brian Darcy James and Sutton Foster. Um, and it's very much, of all the, like, animated movies to stage adaptation, this one's f- as one-for-one one as you get, I think. yes.
1: Agreed. Um, that was good. Well done. Thank you. I couldn't have done that better.
0: <laughs> you could have done uh, it with a better Scottish accent, though.
1: Shrek! <laughs> uh, Fiona! Uh, yeah, okay. Well, I think the time has come. Are you sitting comfortably? <laughs> now I'll begin. That's the send-up of Watch With Mother, which was a British children's television show. <laughs> so there you go. Feature one of the shows on like that was called Muffin the Mule
0: that's man You man. want Muffin Muffin the Mule British people do not know how to name things Muffin Muffin it's such everything sounds like an innuendo probably was we're British
1: <laughs> <laughs> ow Muffin the Mule Dear
0: God it's me Fiona start with the film let's start with the film not explicitly a musical um there's only a musical at all there's not a music at all there's one diegetic song um and then they sing uh welcome to Duloc in the movie yes um and then it is also known for having both um uh I'm a believer and the the song that didn't make the musical hallelujah which is probably a good thing (laughs) Can you
1: imagine? Can you imagine? That would be brilliant. Yeah, it is.
0: I will say, rewatching the animated movie, the Hallelujah segment, and it's like, you know, Fantastic. Shrek and Fiona have had their falling out. It's like a threes Company yeah. problem. They misheard you know each other the wrong way and now fiona's gonna go get married somewhat begrudgingly to Farquaad, and shrek goes back to his lonely swamp and feels lonely for the first time but just the like cinematic cuts when they're both like sitting at the table and it pans around and the match move and like cut to what is now a very tropish song but wasn't at the time um hallelujah yeah it's it's really moving for this weird movie the soundtrack of Shrek the movie is really good. I will. I I think I really like Shrek the movie.
1: Okay, that's what I was gonna ask you.
0: Yeah. Do you like Shrek the movie?
1: You've just I mean, it, but I just did. I
0: I think I was the right age when it came out. Yes, um, we were. We you know, absolutely were. Just on the tail end of enjoying Disney films, which we absolutely did as kids, but then yep. being able to recognize enough of the. Disney, you know, send-ups that happen in this thing and being able to pick up on some of the adult jokes, but not all of the adult jokes.
1: Yep. 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 Still appreciating the dirty humor. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, because like this at this point in kind of cinema history, like Pixar Animation Studios was really getting into its stride. Like yep. this came out same year as Monsters Inc. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'd had a few. Um so like we were getting, we were now getting used to right 3D animated movies becoming like a thing. Yeah. Um. But because Shrek was from a different studio, it has a it had its very own style, mm-hmm. like in style of animation, and it was stunningly beautiful. Yeah. Like that's my main memory of Shrek is just how goddamn beautiful it was. Right. Um, because there was something while um, Pixar were kind of going for the cartoony vibe. Yeah. At that time um Shrek really kind of bored not naturalistic but cl- more naturalistic than anything than anything we had seen done. before I
0: mean like we yeah. hadn't seen other than maybe Andy and Sid in Toy Story we hadn't seen a big like here's a bunch of humans and humanoids humans. Yeah, um yeah. which was hard to do at the time you know we're still years before the Incredibles which also the totally. Incredibles are very stylized humans and like this one apart from having fairy tale creatures also just has like people just like townspeople as as people and they are just people and and fiona you know leading character that is most of the time just a humanoid person yeah exactly
1: um and like but really well so it was lucas films i think apparently that helped them out Mm, which kind of makes a lot of sense um but yes so i i mean i love the film the mitchell family we loved Uh that film um and it was it was one of those things it was one of the first dvds i yep. bought because it was yep. around that time as well um and you know listened downloaded the shrek and Salt karaoke dance party off of napster yeah like that kind of you know what i mean it was very that <laughs> yeah era yeah um and yeah absolutely love it so that like it, as a precursor to shrek the musical I think
0: may have, you know, I didn't, I couldn't come at it from a fresh perspective. Yeah. When it is, and when we talk more about the musical, I want to talk about this more, but I do think Shrek the musical is one of the most guilty ones of this phenomenon where no one is going to see the musical who doesn't have at least some cultural knowledge of its basis, you know, mm-hmm. in the same way that like, no one's going to go see Susicle not knowing that the cat in the hat is a thing, right? Well, I did. Really? Yeah. To be honest, like not not like not nearly to the
1: extent. Like I, I think I knew it existed. Yeah. And I knew the Grinch. Okay. And that's about it. Fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, I didn't. I've never read the stories because, like I said before, we don't really. Like, that's Pilchus true. Is, is not as big over not, here. as
0: here. Yeah. But even right. And like, Susical is still generally an, a newish story, whereas Shrek the Musical is Shrek the movie. Uh, yes. Like. Adapted yes. almost exactly, um, yes. and so it is. And because it was such a cultural phenomenon, I would wager that very. F- unless you were so, unless you're like a a, a eight year old going to see it, and so it is your first way into Shrek. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe then it's brand new. But by and large, people are going to see the musical because of the movie. You know, mm. like that's. Well, a, I think so, but then
1: is mm-hmm. I was quite surprised because a lot of the stuff I read. Um, from big fans of the show Mm
0: -hmm.
1: well they said they'd never seen the film before really? Um, yeah and so I don't know whether they knew it from like just which like I, I still don't understand shrek the meme whatever that is <laughs> apparently this is a meme what is that can you actually explain to me? because i genuinely don't understand i it. mean
0: shrek is do you like shrek is love shrek is life it's a very popular video okay it's weird no clue. um shrek certainly has this status as internet meme fodder um which I'm, you know, I'm sure you could trace back if you wanted to get all uh, anthropological about it. I have not pulled up whatever the relevant know your meme page is, but uh-huh. there is, you know, there's a whole. It's it's actually beautiful to watch. I think it's called Shrek Remade, um, right, on YouTube, which is a is or Shrek Retold. Pardon me, um, is a fan made film version of all of Shrek, and it's like. 200 creators came together and recreated the entire film but with a new spin on it. Um in a variety of mediums it cuts from like live action to claymation to traditional hand animation. Some of it's wow, beautifully artistic, some of it is weird. Um <laughs> right? and it comes out of um oh and there's a second one. I didn't even know that. Um there is a I believe there is a a, a Shrek fan convention um Of Shrek fans, like, there are, you know, I don't know what they call themselves, but there are Shrek heads, Um, and, like, there is this phenomenon of of Shrek existing as this, like, joke-telling device, both in relationship to the film and not, which, like... Even not knowing the specific history, I can kind of grok together how that worked. Like, imagine who you were in the time when you saw Shrek and uh-huh. where the internet was and the kind of kids who would be into Shrek. And like, the, I, you know, Shrek is infinitely quotable in ways that I think people forget they're doing. Like, yeah, how many be. times have you been like, I'm making waffles? Like, <coughs> I forget uh-huh. that that's a Shrek quote. Um, yeah. You know? And so you got that combined with just the beginning of, like, internet meme culture being a thing. And then those kinds of people all being the same person. Right. Like, I can see how that creates a a Shrek tornado of Mm -hmm. memes and interest. And then, you know, Shrek the Musical is based on Shrek 1, but I believe there are four. four... Um, and then a Christmas special and a couple, and a couple yeah. like this, is a, this is a huge media franchise now. Yeah. Um, and so that's a lot of fodder for memes and references. And because the whole yeah. thing is so irreverent and is so referential in and of itself, it does seem to kind of spur that same recreative spirit. Okay. is what I'd, is what I'd say. If you asked me to explain okay. <laughs> Shrek the meme. Shrek the meme.
1: Oh, like, honestly, Ever come on our radar at all, and that's why because I read this a lot about people being like, People don't like this because it's a meme show, and it's you know, Shrek's just a meme, and I was like, It's not, it's a fantastic movie, like, what are you talking about? Right, yeah, and so it's people not knowing this, yeah, almost that it was a movie. Well, um, I also and I think,
0: mm-hmm. well,
1: I was gonna say, I think that informs a lot of the like fan veracity, yeah, around this musical, yeah, because. If you hadn't seen the film, mm-hmm. I think the musical would be stupendously funny.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Because
1: yeah. a lot of the best jokes are just taken straight right. from the film. Yeah, was Whereas like, when I was watching it, mm-hmm. the mu- the musical, I was like, I've heard this joke, and right. you're not doing anything new with it whatsoever. Right. It's the exact same thing. You're just putting it on a stage. Yeah. Um, so and also with like less good voice actors,
0: right? Exactly, and you and know what I mean. With kind of unnecessary songs thrown in, you know, like, right,
1: right, right. So, uh, so that's kind of where
0: I can see this weird discrepancy because I think it's a really polarizing show. Yeah, absolutely. Do I agree. I do not like the musical. Um, right, you know, I, I, I see it for what it's worth. Um, mm-hmm. but it's not something I enjoy watching or enjoy listening to. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. find it terribly memorable. Um, and it's not because I don't like the movie, which I think is interesting.
1: Right. 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 Cause that's the thing is like, I adore the movie. Like I, I absolutely yeah. like got a special place in my heart. It's yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and I think, I don't know, like for me, well, do you think there's improving the musical Huh. Like, look. If you use the movie, do you think there's a way to a way improve to f- the musical?
0: It's such an it's an interesting question because I think for so this the the musical sits in these kind of franchise production seats. Like the D- DreamWorks is trying to do what Disney did, take their yeah. popular commodity and put it on stage. Um, and what Disney had the candy to do, at least in their early stuff, stuff around this, was to change it. You know, Lion King on stage is not Lion King the movie. Right. Even Beauty and the Beast, which is maybe. Be- be- Of its time, the closest to its original, Uh but still is wildly different. Lots of new content. They take advantage of the form, whereas Shrek the Musical tries as much as possible using creative stage magic and illusions and things to replicate... This CGI movie, one for yeah. one, um, yeah. you know, where like SpongeBob doesn't even do that. You don't even see like once you see the silhouette of the little sponge creature, and the rest right. they're just taking advantage of the form. Um, and so, like, I think improving Shrek is almost what Shrek Retold does. Is like, don't don't do Shrek. You know, tell tell the story, but like, Shrek's just a a, a guy. But it's hard because yeah. the whole point is that it is so specifically tied to what shrek looks like like that's Uh a lot to do with the plot of the show and fiona's transformation back and forth between green ogre and whatever Uh um but like then i don't know like if if green shrek was legitimately grotesque and not a cartoon's uh idea of what is grotesque i don't know if it works there you know i don't well, know I, I think
1: i don't know for me like i don't think the costumes are the i actually think the costumes are great i think the. the co- i
0: mean it's the one tony it won was best costumes
1: <laughs> exactly um, i think they are really really good and i would say um,
0: not i i to clarify i don't mean just the costumes but the entire production okay. design you know the gingerbread puppet the dragon which yes, seems hugely yes. problematic the whole thing is an attempt to you know there's no stylism there uh-huh
1: yeah, I, I agree. It's not looking for its own identity. Right. And I think that's why it, it kind of jars from it. Because I honestly just feel a bit like, I've seen it. yeah. And like you say, the songs, I don't think, do enough
0: to give it a new life. Well, I think the hardest thing is, is that like, the whole point is that Shrek is an onion, has layers in yes. the movie, and we spend the whole movie unpacking those layers before we can finally see you know, the wholesome human being that Shrek is, right? Yes. Um, because of the structure of musical theater, we have to, and they're putting these songs on it, we get a bunch of interior monologue from, uh-huh. a, from specifically Shrek. And it's just kind of uh, 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 incongruent because we don't want to see that until the end, until he gets his hero's turn. And yeah. so to see it early on, to see him be sad or angry about something just uh-huh. doesn't fit. Yeah. Because,
1: I, yeah, I, I think I think that is really, really close. Like, I don't know, for me, there's something about the film, mm-hmm. right, that is so simple. Yeah. Like, it's so – and quite melancholic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah.
0: it is. It is a – There's a I saw it on a a actually game design YouTube channel, but there's a a matrix in my brain of story descriptions that I'm finding very Mm -hmm. useful, Um, and it's like it's a punnet square: simple tor, simple stories told simply, simple stories told complexly, complex stories told simply, and complex stories told complexly, Um, and that. That's a way to go at almost any piece of fiction. And there's yeah, commentary fair. to be said about all of it. Like, I think complex stories told complexly are never interesting. Um, but right. the other three could be. Um, and I think Shrek is a simple story told complexly. Like,
1: oh, it... interesting. I see. I would put it in simple, simple.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah. I well, guess...
1: maybe because there's a spin on it, but because I guess like simple, simple would be your classic. Princess, story, right. you know, in fairy right. tale affair. So maybe yes, adding that extra layer. Yeah. But but it, it's it,
0: um... but I do agree that the story itself is simple. That and that something about it makes it melancholic. And there's no like the complications that happen aren't like are are, are just so easily baked into the story. Um it's yeah, never yeah. like and now there's an earthquake, you know. Right. Like, I even think some of the more contemporary, uh, like, Disney-style 3D animated, like, uh, Tangled even, which I think is subversive Mm -hmm. in its own right, Mm -hmm. is still, like, first it's a journey adventure, but then they go back to a different place, and it gets complicated by this thing or that thing, or an encounter of a new character. But, like, this whole story is, you know, Farquaad, Shrek, Fiona, and the donkey,
1: yeah it's just a favorite like that thing is it's just a nice yeah it is a simple fairy tale. like it's it's great um so i think that's one of the things i think is a, is missing a bit from the musical because the musical yeah. is such an assault yeah in terms of everything yeah you know, i mean colors songs dialogue screaming um, it's it's all kind of taken up to a living yeah um Whereas you don't really get that in Shrek. Like you've got the chase scene from right. the castle. Yeah. And that's like the most action there yeah. is in the whole thing. And the rest of it, and I'm so glad you brought up the hallelujah scene mm-hmm. because that is a perfect example of I think what makes Shrek yeah. as a concept yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. That you can have this beautiful Rufus Wainwright yeah. moment. Um and Shrek by himself, and you understand it. Like this is a man who thinks he should be lonely because that's what he's being told, but he doesn't realize that actually there's so much more to this. Um, And that really human moment is so,
0: like it's very few and far between in the musical. Yes. And it does, like the movie does such a wonderful thing of the two songs we mentioned, starting off with um, uh, Now I'm a Believer. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. All Star. Uh, uh-huh. I forgot about all, that. It's All Star yeah. um, with like maggots and mud and poop jokes right. and fart jokes and this gross, gross, like like bathroom humor opening. And 65, 70 minutes later, you're like crying at Shrek.
1: Right. Exactly. You
0: know, it, and it works and it takes you on that journey. And the yeah. the, the musical doesn't do that. It just doesn't. It, well, that's... A, and, like, I think people would argue, like, well,
1: there's who I'd be. Yeah. And, like, that's... There's a small... And, like, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. That's the thing for who I'd be. Like, um, what's that, the opening song? The Big Bright Beautiful World, mm-hmm. which is kind of his moment of being, like, this is my life and I'm not owed anything. Right. Fair enough. But there's just... It's not sensitive enough. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't have that human side of Shrek. Yeah. But you do see, I would agree, you see it in who I'd be. Yeah. Um, you kind of see it in when words fail but that also still doesn't really feel in character. Like, um, right. So it, it's not ingrained enough in the story. Yeah. Um, and there's not, he's not given enough time to be quiet basically. Like yeah. that's, I mean, that's, that's the thing is like, Shrek just wants peace and quiet. Right. Like he likes the swamp where he's by himself and it's just quiet. And it,
0: that just doesn't fit the musical genre because Shrek right, yeah. movie Shrek doesn't really want anything big until he figures it out 3 quarters uh, of the way through the right. movie yes, right
1: yes well, he doesn't want anything he just wants a simple life like right. he just wants nothing yeah.
0: like he starts off basically with the you know the same demeanor i have when i have to go to the dmv to get my license renewed like right. this is just a stupid thing i have to do as part of my day oh and now here's another thing i get the and oh who's this donkey i hate this i hate yes. this and like we don't really even see redeeming qualities of Shrek, you know, he's not a lovable character until at least halfway through the movie. Yeah,
1: yeah, completely, completely. But then um, when he's like, given... he's funny, but right. he's not likable. He's not like, I'm on your side, I'm rooting for you, Shrek. Right. Um,
0: and the, the, yeah. the musical turns it like, first we see child Shrek and the parents being right. like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. your life's going to be hard like it, it's straight in with the
1: the like satire as well yeah whereas like that in its own way in the film is really layered yeah like the satire is it takes a minute it, to get there and it's such a good brand of funny in yeah. the film like they pitch it so well like it's to me i think it's the best example of a kid's film for adults
0: yes 100
1: percent. you know what i mean like yeah. my i think my dad loved it more than i i,
0: did. I, I think it it reinvented that genre for the post-millennium audience like yeah. any movie today that's for kids and adults ha- owes it to shrek i i i would completely give you that yeah completely
1: give you that um and yet so with the musical like having that straight from the get-go where it's like big barrel belly laughs right you don't you're then not gonna be allowed that moment of slowing down and right. quiet because you've started so
0: yeah
1: high i don't know like yeah i think it's just it's it, it It's tricky. So, if you're thinking like how to fix it, it's like cut all the songs and make it a
0: play. No, but this is
1: like listen to this as a weird fantasy moment, okay? And it might, well, it it doesn't work, but there's something in it, right? Mm -hmm. What if the music of Shrek was in the style of Once? Hmm. Tell me more. Okay. So what I mean by that, I don't mean like the songs of one right (laughs) yeah obviously but that very folky very Mm. um like quiet cerebral soft yeah moment yeah right like and like one still has its moments of like comedy one still has its moments of sure beat yeah and really kind of soaring yeah uh i think that would work like see if there was more who i'd be In the rest of it. Yeah. I think as a musical, it would work. And then you keep that kind of biting satire
0: in the book. See, I think (laughs) I would go the exact opposite way and have Shrek the musicals happening on the stage. And to the right of the stage is a smaller stage where Smash Mouth is. And I I mean this not in jest. and. None of the songs are like they're all Smash Mouth songs. They're all songs from the era that are perhaps vaguely related to what's going on, but that act as underscoring for the action on stage and pull the the genre. So the film, basically, (laughs) basically just with more songs.
1: You wheel Rufus Wayne right out, yeah. he does his number, you get the eels out, right. they do their number. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Um, yeah, I mean that would also work, but then that's just the film. Right. I'm trying to be, trying to, you <laughs> know, create Tommy. I'd like to create. Um I think, yeah. The other thing for me where I'm a bit like, uh, is it goes back to this idea of like the musical having its own identity.
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: Um in specifically with the characters. Yeah. Um I think it actually I
0: actually think it nails it with Farquad. Yeah. It it's been interesting to see and I think and you know screw him, but Ben Brantley's review had something along the lines of that Farquad is funny before he becomes tiring and I don't agree.
1: Right. I just I just I think it's always funny. Yeah. He's my absolute favorite
0: thing in that show. And it, and like the point it's a joke in the movie that he's short and right. It becomes an even further joke in the musical because he's short and doing this weird on his knees, you know, it's a trick, quote unquote, but everyone knows how you're doing yeah. it and they play with that the whole damn time. Yeah.
1: And and really they kinda only highlight it as the joke three times in mm-hmm. each beat it's a different thing. Yep. You've got the you've got the first time you see him, funny, the dance, great. Right. Yep. Then he's in the bath, yep. that's funny because it's yep. his wee legs. Um and then I feel like there is another one. Oh, his dad. Mm, yep, right. So yeah. that's like three nice easy beats. Yep, done. Yeah. Um, I think it's great, and it's just like Farquaad in the musical is so different from Farquaad in the film. Yes,
0: Farquaad is like evil, evil in the film. And Very much so. In in the musical, he's he's comedy evil. You know, he's yeah. ca- camp to the T to with capital T. Um, yeah,
1: he's snidely whiplash. He's you know yeah. the. Guy from Damn Yankees, right. Satan. I yeah. can't remember his name in the yeah. show. Um, like, he's, he's that, you know, camp villain,
0: which I guess, you know,
1: we could go into coded. It's
0: it's problematic for know, sure. Yeah. Sure, whatever. Absolutely.
1: But, you know, Christopher Sieber is a wonderful homosexual man. And right. I'm sure he loves it because I love it too. Um, right. Like, it's, yeah, I just think like that and what they do with him mm-hmm. is great because it builds the musical its own identity.
0: Yeah, when it does... It's such an interesting... uh, Because it isn't a traditional, you know... uh, You must pay the rent. I can't pay the rent. Like, there isn't a Snidely Whiplash villain in the... Like, Farquaad is not the evil of the story. Like, Shrek is his own worst enemy through a lot of the movie, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. the musical. Well, both, I guess. Um, Yeah, he's a very passive villain. Right. Um, And so there's you can't rely on individual tropes there either and so giving him this like he's it's really funny whenever he's on stage is important to keeping the show going on i think his scenes are some are the most interesting in the whole musical i would agree but his worst scenes are the ones where they copy
1: the film directly yeah like the gingerbread scene isn't funny. It's
0: so. It's so. Because stupid. we've all seen it, and
1: someone's doing a bad impression of the gingerbread man, right? And it's then not they... as good as the actual one. And
0: then they keep bringing the gingerbread man back, which also doesn't <laughs> track even in the world they're building. Like, he does come back. He he does come back in the movie yeah sorry he does that doesn't he make comes sense back. in the yeah. movie either because he's because <laughs> he's a political prisoner right like he no, should... it gets he gets released does he okay yeah I, sorry don't.
1: tommy that's fine um you can't, you can't be given that one but no so but the the um farquad yes they get that correct like shrek is kind of like just, just the one from the film-ish, but not as good.
0: Not as good, Fio- and and too sentimental. <laughs> Outwardly sentimental.
1: Outwardly, yeah, uh huh. Um, and then I think with Fiona, she loses something because again she's in this weird transition between not quite being her own thing, right, and not quite being the princess from the film. Because yeah. like Cameron Diaz as Fiona is like bad very badass very yeah. you know it's, it's totally walks her own ground yeah like a hundred percent and as gets into that old like down and dirty vibe really yeah. really well yeah Sutton Foster's Shrek uh Sutton Foster's Fiona is it, it's weird because sometimes she's badass but then she's also really goofy
0: yeah I wish I think I think Fiona's best moments are the scenes in the show um, mm-hmm. where we can see her go back and forth between like, I need somewhere to sleep. I need somewhere, I need somewhere to sleep. You know, and like, she she flips back and forth between the fairy tale princess and the, you know, edgy, badass woman. Um, yeah. But it's not built into her songs as much. It's why the only quotable thing from any of the songs in this show is the waiting, the waiting, because that's the only time she does it. Mm. Like, Morning Person is a fun song, but is meaningless and it does not tell us about Fiona. It's not who she is. Like yeah. that Morning Person is a song sung by uh the princess in enchanted is like, you know, mm. super, super Disney princess and doesn't nail the parody in a good way. It's it's not like the 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 bird moment in the movie where the bird explodes is hilarious. Right. When, the it's bird ex- so funny. when the bird explodes on stage you're like oh ah oh, gosh yeah it's not funny
1: and it's because it's, it's different. like in the film it just takes you so much by surprise right right and it's so stupid like that thing is it's so stupid it's, it's so absurd. stupid and yeah. her reaction to it is literally just at all right yeah you know i mean just an old moment um and then you cut and you're in the next scene whereas like to make a whole number mm-hmm. out of that one moment yeah is is silly because it doesn't like you say, doesn't add anything to this character. So like if they wanted to make her this total goofball, mm-hmm. this like I am farts and burps and blah blah right. blah 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 blah. Right. Great. Like really lean yeah, into lean that into ben. it. Yeah. Or make her this badass but if you sit in that middle lane right it just won't work because she's not the film and she's not the musical yeah and what is she
0: it doesn't give shrek a good reason to like fall in love with her either which is a problem like right yeah he he should fall in love with her character you know Her, her as a woman um and instead, he falls in love with her because sometimes she farts. Like right, it's it's literally she farts and he falls in love. Like that is that's that is their it. meet cute. And like I, yeah. I get it. And there's something to be said of it. As much as it pains me, I do think the farting scene is one of the better done moments of the musical. Um, I know it's weird because like well,
1: you know my my opinion of farts. Yeah. Yes, I do. Right, and I I, I didn't mind it.
0: It's 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 <laughs> it's funny. It, because it is more. It, it does a better job of recreating the bird exploding shock from the movie, hmm. because it does feel like the first. It, God, we're gonna unpack fart humor now. Oh my this is my life. Um, like the first fart happens organically. <laughs> Like the
1: first fart is the deepest. <laughs> and like
0: the, people have fart competitions. Like that's a thing, you know. Where like one person farts and then the-
1: sick. Like we need to. We actually need to move on. Like, I don't <laughs> like talking about it. They don't. Well, in the film they burp. Right. In the that's film they the burp. Thing. Yeah. In the film they burp, and I think I was glad they burped, and then they started farting again. I was yeah. like, okay. Okay, yeah, fine. and I guess they but, do.
0: I I will give them credit. I think I got you beat. They do fall in love over their mutual parental uh, problems. But the th- the thing is,
1: it, it it doesn't it it just doesn't work. Like, right. I, I don't think that like I don't believe it because it's it's too, like the thing that I love about them falling in love in the film. Yeah, is they're just so themselves. Yeah, that it's not like. You're me. I relate to you. Right. Like, da 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 Um, You don't, you don't really find out much about Shrek's family. No, and you don't need the, to. I think his dad tried to
0: eat him or something at one point. Like, there's no... There's no labored backstory about why he lives in a swamp.
1: Right. What he loves about Fiona in the film is that she's so unabashedly herself and isn't, yeah. like, a pretty princess. Right. Airhead. Like, she is just... I, um, burps and farts and I'll eat some rats with you. Like, right. let's go for it. Yeah. Um, yes. So I think with those two. Yeah. They miss the, the thing. Before
0: we move on, we need to talk about the donkey. <sighs> I find this frustrating. <laughs> I find it frustrating too. I find the donkey in the original movie frustrating as well. Um. Okay. It's. Granted, I have not read the children's book, which I imagine right. is pretty tiny. Is there a donkey in that? I don't know. Yes, yes, there, yes is? there is. Okay, so at least they're taking it from that. But it's like, you know, in the movie, it's Eddie Murphy doing his Eddie Murphy thing. Like, uh-huh. it it does seem like DreamWorks Saw Mulan was like, I love mm. this dragon. How do we get this dragon in our movie? Let's make him a wisecracking donkey. Um And it's fine. Eddie Murphy has some of the funniest lines in the movie, Um, you know, and there is a a hugely sentimental attachment between Shrek and the donkey. I do enjoy in the movie, if I'm remembering this right, Shrek and the donkey have more of a falling out over Fiona leaving, which is not present in the stage musical. It's barely present. It's kind of... So it's Build a the Wall there. Yeah. is that,
1: that moment, but it's not... It's they not, don't get it right.
0: And I, it leads into Hallelujah in the movie. Like, it is the it, sad yes. thing that sets off the sad montage. And, like... So... Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. I keep going. So then you get to Donkey in the musical, and, mm. like, God, it is... You know, I'm surprised of all the reckonings people are putting different musicals through these days in our... Uh, you know, post-we-see-white-American-theater call Mm -hmm. for um, uh, a more anti-racist Broadway. Having this one black actor be, you know, the only main black actor playing a donkey, doing, you know, quote-unquote black things, and, like, the musical really leans into that in a way that kind of makes me uncomfortable Mm -hmm. um, and feels, you know... Like it's it's exploitative exploitative? Sure. Mm, that's the word. Um, you know, it is and like it's hard because that's the character. That's that's who Donkey is in the movie. The I movie. get it. Yeah. And yeah. and the movie is a world of green ogres and, you know, all these fairy tale creatures. Um, you know, in some ways, Shrek is a story about like not being judged by your skin color. You could spin it that mm-hmm. way, without a lot of, you know, mental leaps. But then I get really uncomfortable when it when they really lean into it on Broadway, because it's not, you know, it feels like it's a joke for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. Well, it's because that's all it is. Yeah, that's true.
1: Right. With the film, I love the character of Donkey in the film because he's a character. That's true. Yeah. He also has layers. Yeah. He also has a life and a storyline and a lot of power. Like yeah. A lot of power in that sh- that film. Yeah. In all of the films. Um, he's a really important, significant character. Right. Um, like, he has that moment where he gets to change Shrek's mind. Mm-hmm. in that, like, you know what I mean? Like, that scene with Donkey sat out in the rain. Yeah. It's it's heartbreaking, it's heartbreaking, right? Yeah. Because you love Donkey so much, right? Because he just means so well. He's such an optimist, yeah. And he's trying so hard, yeah. And he's not judging this guy, and this guy can't see that he's not being judged by this Donkey, right? Um, like it's a really good rounded character, yeah. In the musical, just it's a... like he's not even
0: there. He's like an annoying, wise cracking side character like what isn't his first song travel song which is like god i you know i adore not, you it's just like i adore Lindsay a bear and tesori and like come on a song you're gonna call it travel song and the lyrics are gonna be like la da da sing the travel song this yeah. is the song travel, we sing right you. like yeah
1: fuck. no that isn't his first song before isn't we... it? okay no his first song is the solo don't let me go mm, fair okay which is from the moment of, uh, you know, can
0: I stay with it? Like, let me go with you well, in if, the thing. Even don't let me go is, I, don't, not very memorable. I'm realizing,
1: <laughs> right? It's what it just kind of like sings kind of fast about, you know, not wanting to be alone. Right. Like, that's kind of it. Um, but I think just with. Like, with, I don't know, again, just to go back to, like, his character, like, he, you you don't really understand where he came from, mm-hmm. how he's able to talk. Like, there's all of these kind of cool questions yeah. around. He's definitely been abandoned right. by his owner. Yeah. Right? You don't get a sense of that at all in the musical. Right. And the whole point is, is, like, Shrek and Fiona talk about how they're abandoned. Yeah,
0: like, that's they if they spent all this time building up the backstory of Shrek and Fiona... Like, there is... You do see a brief scene with Child Shrek where child Fiona is dragged away by her parents. Right, and they have that wave. Ostensibly, too. Like, it makes sense. She's put in this tower because she's got this evil curse and her parents don't want to deal with her. Like, we get it. But also, we don't need to... Like, we could just get that. Yeah. (laughs) But if they're going to build it all up, yeah, tell us about Donkey. Yeah.
1: Oh, exactly. But, like, in the film, they're such a a trio. Like, they're an important threesome. Um, Like, (laughs) that... It's it's just such a shame that they didn't carry that on and he is just the butt of the joke. Yeah. Yeah. Like he and I think that is a shame. And then I think it can kind of become problematic, as you say.
0: Right. Then he is reduced to this caricature. Stereotype, just yeah. very
1: stereotype. Because yeah. like, you know, like I actually think Eddie Murphy does a really good vocal performance yes. in the film. Yeah especially with those pathos scenes and yeah. like a scene with fiona in the middle yeah like beautiful beautiful acting that he does and again in the musical that moment is just about fiona yeah he, donkey isn't given his his time yeah. it's such to a be lost...
0: well a and character it, and it feels like they had to it feels like early on in the writing of this when they were song spotting they were like all right we got to bulk this up a bit because there's not a lot here yeah but they didn't. Then they lose all the donkey shit. I pardon me. Pep- well, <laughs> that's phrase, quite but, good. But uh, yeah, they
1: they or they pick out the weird bits. Like they pick yeah. out the because like there's a there's a a number of donkey singing to Shrek. You want to hold her? You want to please her? Man, right. you got to got to try a little tin. And they've made that his own number. Yeah, like that's so silly.
0: Yeah, like it's they it's it's a poorly song spotted show. They've lost a lot of like. It does it does feel very check caching in its construction. Like yeah. how do we how do we get through this and create something that people will that will be a passable adaptation of Shrek for the stage? Exactly. As opposed to like starting like what is the heart of this story and how, story, do, how can we tell do, it in a fresh new light? Exactly. How do we spider off of what the central thesis is? You right. Know, like even even the whole onion scene, which is probably the thesis of the movie. When it hits the musical, it seems entirely disposable. Um, It's just, it's there because it needs to be. Right. Rather than there because it should be. It should be a... Like, if we're song spotting, it should be a song, you know? And I think that's the other thing. If we're song spotting, Gingerbread Man should be a song, not a little scene. Like, these are the moments to big up. And then that'll let you do, you know, your... As much as I joke about it, but when... Uh, mean Girls has the, Glen Coco, Glen Coco, Glen Coco. That's a way to do fan service. That's a way to incorporate yeah. that. Make it bigger. Subvert the expectation with the reference. Yeah, And Shrek just doesn't do it.
1: I just don't think it does. Um, yeah, the movie is better. Yeah. I wouldn't stop watching it. I still love it. Like, I kind of love it
0: more. It was fun to, to rewatch it. In, in prep for this because it does right. it does feel like you know an old blanket that you adore um, yeah for sure and it's so
1: special i mean it's one of those things like i feel like shrek one yeah is such a special special thing the sequels are decent they're, they're decent but they're very much the, they become their own thing like i feel like the sequels yeah this is a weird kind of thing but i feel like the sequels are more like the musical hmm interesting because they're trying to get back to yeah the special they're trying to recreate the spark one hat yeah and that's exactly what the musical is trying to do yeah. is recreate this
0: this yeah. spark. Um, yeah. yeah, almost as if, like, a, a Shrek, and they would never do this, they would never take this risk, but Shrek the musical, if it was a spin-off story, might be better. Yeah, um, there's a whole lore now that you can pull right. from. Yeah. Dive into it, go for it, why the hell not? Yeah, but I do think, you know, I think in, in, if we're talking media studies style, like, mm-hmm. they never... Shrek 1 certainly wasn't made with any kind of franchise in mind beyond its original movie. No. And, but has turned that way, right? There is a Shrek-averse. Absolutely. Um, you know, Absolutely. aren't there, like, Puss in Boots spinoff movies now and stuff? Yeah. I think um, it's like a TV show
1: of Puss in Boots as well or something. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah.
0: And so... It is interesting that from its inception, it wasn't started that way. But it does yeah. seem like early 2000s is just right when we start entering like the sequel apocalypse of mm-hmm. post-millennium media. Franchise-faced. Franchise-faced. Yeah. And so, you know, Shrek is first on that list. Like, this is popular. Yeah. Let's make more. And yeah. But because it wasn't started with those hooks in place... It is hard to backform them when the original is such a tight, well-written story. For sure. For sure, for sure. So, to kind of summarize
1: this section, I would say we are coming at this from the perspective of people who love the film. Yeah. Right? And I think a lot of people come at the musical Mm -hmm. from the perspective of not knowing the film. Yeah. And not having the film be like like you say that blanket yeah. to them. So I like trying really, really hard to put those unbiased glasses on mm-hmm. and pull it apart as a show. I can see why you would love it. Yeah. Because it is really funny. It is really <laughs> like, funny. And do if you, know what
0: I mean it is as funny as the movie was the first time we saw it. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Like the movie is absolutely more special. Yeah because of the extra little bits and bobs that it has yep. but at its base you know pelleted down mm-hmm. it is still a really funny concept a really funny piece and a very funny night yeah. at the theater yeah um so that is the summary there you
0: go you want to talk um, about the show
1: let's talk about that funny
0: show Oh, girl. Oh, girl.
1: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, like the reason the reason I'm trying to hammer that home uh-huh. is I don't want people to think that we're just
0: shitting on it. Yeah. Oh, well, I've I mean? I've already done that, so I don't need to do that anymore. Have you? Yeah, it's one of my earliest uh, watch with me's is I watched Shrek and routinely destroyed it. Um, the uh, the most hateful comments I get on my YouTube channel are about um, which Mrs. Lovett is the best Mrs. Right, Lovett. of course. The second most hateful comments I get are about shitting on Shrek the musical. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, no joke. And I, had, I don't rewatch my old videos very often, so I right. couldn't tell you what I said about it, but I know I didn't like it. Um, uh-huh. And I do think part of that's for comedy's sake, and that is part of the persona I play on my channel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And I also think a lot of that is rooted in You know, I still am, even though I think I love the movie and there are parts of the show that I do enjoy. I still Uh am very dissatisfied with the trend of franchise shows ending up on Broadway. Um, And like that comes first before my appreciation of the art. And Uh it will routinely be difficult for me to get past that. Like, what if all this resource was put into creating a new show? Right, right like right, right. just as much creative capital was put into bringing something new into the world uh-huh. um or even slightly newer uh, uh-huh. as opposed to basically a how do we recreate this as closely as possible on stage yeah. Um, yeah 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 and that's all will always be a frustration of mine that's fair that's fair right
1: okay, well, that's interesting well, no just because like I think like one of the things I think we're actually quite good on good at being on here is that we don't ever, for the, for the most part, we mm. have had our moment, <laughs> but very rarely do we go ham on something. Yes. Just for the sake of going ham on something. Yeah. I think we we always try. Like, because the thing is, is like, like you just said, this is Janine Tesori. And I can't remember the book. Uh, guy's D- name. David
0: Lindsay, a bear who wrote the rabbit who hole. Has a and, yeah,
1: exactly. Like right. these like, are, he very good, like talented people here. Exactly. And that's the thing is like, it's, it's not shit. Right. But Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's not shit. It's just not what it could be.
0: Yeah, I think I think some of it's shit, honestly.
1: Yeah, but as a whole, like I mean, as a whole, a, a yeah. whole thing, it's yeah. not shit.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, it ran for a year. It got good notices. Exactly,
1: exactly. And like that, like you know, and like I said, if you go into that with nothing else behind you, it's it has to be an enjoyable, funny night because there's nothing like it. My God, it's yeah, wow, there's yeah. a dragon. What the hell's going on? Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah just as like a, a precursor that's why I'm that's why I'm trying to like right. hit home the like it's funny because <laughs> you know it is funny it is, it, fun. it is, it is. Um, and also just allows us to be a bit more uh, a bit more perspective on the discussion as opposed to just being like this is shit and this is shit right. and that's right. shit Well, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, entertaining yeah. Right. Um, anyway talking about the show <laughs> this <laughs> is what I hate no I'm joking um, <laughs> right I think first and
0: foremost, let's talk about the dragon. It's such a, it's such a difficulty. Um, I, <laughs> man, I sympathize. It's, I um, am still on some like uh, uh, reply all message chains of tech directors in the Chicagoland area. Right. And there are chains and chains of emails about who's borrowing who's dragon for Brilliant. Shrek. Because we're doing Shrek and we don't want to build this damn thing. Yeah, Because it's so, you need it. It's, it is literally the deus ex machina that happens, yep. and it has to be spectacular in this thing. And also, it's a dragon.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, my favorite thing, that I did a lot of it today, um, my, one of my favorite things in general is watching uh, high school productions of things, Oh, yes. Right? Watching high school productions of this show in particular mm-hmm. is just so sweet. It's like, like dragons, it's so-
0: Audrey 2s, beasts and beauty and the beast there's a, a a slim like
1: milky whites like yep. they they all have a a lovely yep. place together um but yeah there was like some productions that i saw where it was like a big flash of light and then a guy and he's got like little wings on his back <laughs> and i'm just like you're so cute this is amazing like, this is so sweet that's and fun amateur. i
0: would, you know of the choices i like that better than what the the broadway production does
1: I agree, (laughs) I agree. That Broadway production did not do that Uh, well. It's so
0: bad. It was one of the biggest changes from the Broadway production to the touring productions. They made a new puppet and wrote a new song and like totally redid that beat with Donkey and the Castle and the Dragon. And like,
1: well done, but you should have caught that one before you locked in. I know, (laughs) it's just, it's like, it
0: it is a puppet that does a very good job at looking like the CGI puppet and has no emotion at all
1: nothing so like but what i don't understand right so if if you've not seen it if you've not seen the thing i I recommend watching it youtube whatever um because it it does need to be seen uh so they use projection mapping for the eyes yeah right yeah which is a very high tech thing especially for 2006 are we in do they i'd have to look again I'm I'm a hundred percent sure. It looks very like projection mapping. Okay. I don't think it's just lit up.
0: I wonder if they do move. I wonder if it's uh, the inside.
1: Potentially, you know? maybe, maybe. That's how I would do. That it would make that I make, because do. I was like, this is such an advanced thing that you're doing. Yeah. How can you but get everything else
0: so wrong? I think they're visual eyelids, like their physical eyelids. Yeah, kind of uh, they are. But you think the the eyeball itself is a
1: it just look, it, it just looks yeah like it's like that the kind of light that it holds yeah. is that everything around it is not lit yeah but yeah the but light th- is it on is it, yeah you know i bet I mean, you it's lights inside or something like yeah uh-huh um so anyway that's the most exciting thing about it, are these lit-up eyes. Yeah. Everything else is really, really bad. Like, the giant from the original Into the Woods is better. Is better.
0: And it's nothing, right? <laughs> like, it's the back of a head that goes away quickly, It's the back if of a anything. head that falls slowly down well, on its side. The other like, thing, I like... Enjoyed I enjoyed that more. I think they screwed it up on the page. Like, the dragon doesn't talk in the movie.
1: No. Right. But I i don't mind i actually don't mind that i don't mind letting the dragon talk and letting the dragon have a number sure um i think that's it's that's a funny and again that adds to this thing about saying like giving the musical its own identity yeah that's fair you know what i mean i think that's totally fair um and i just think they needed to have done it. like it's
0: It's really bad. Well, and they totally blow up... Like, the whole joke of the movie is that the dragon falls in love with the donkey, and they're also... They're subverting your assumption that the dragon is a man, like...
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're a girl, Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which
0: which they blow up that joke the moment there's a voice, right? Yeah. They can't get into it. That joke isn't in it. Right. And, like, I wonder, you know, if if you throw Shrek at me, please don't, and ask me to, like... Shrek! Try and fix it, like is there a way to write this song so that it is just sung by donkey and that the dragon is just there emoting in growls and grunts and stuff and then the donkey can... And, you know, do the c 3 P O 2 d 2 thing if you need uh, to. Like, what was that you said? Oh, no, yeah. there, this is my natural fur color, right? Like...
1: I guess potentially what I wonder is they need another song for a female.
0: Yeah, that could be part of it. And the right. question I've had in watching the show is is this a um uh almost main situation? Like was Dreamworks did they have in their back of their mind like this is going to be great for high schools like we got to, you know, get it through the Broadway pipeline so we can get it to MTI or whoever so that we can start licensing it out to high schools, not only to make the money off the show, but to keep the Shrek brand alive, uh-huh. which is, uh-huh. that's that's a, a motivator. That's why Disney Yay. Junior exists. Um, and for that reason, having a couple more, you know, that's why they have the Pied Piper. That's why they wrote in a whole bunch of these other characters. That's, you know, right. fuck. That's why they have Pinocchio, like...
1: Right, it's the same into the woods thing, do you know what I mean? They have all the extras because you can if you need them.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: Yeah. So, but basically what's great Mm -hmm. is they fixed it.
0: Yeah, I would say they did. The puppet for the touring version looks much better. Oh my God, it's fantastic, I think.
1: Yeah. I think it's bloody good. Um, And the song's better. Yeah. And just the moments, they don't have the ah oh, those bloody skeletons.
0: Oh, what the heck is up? It's like the director was like, "I really want to do a skeletons number. Where can we put it?" I forgot about the skeletons. Jesus,
1: right? It's but it's it's very much like guys, look. Ske- these skeletons look like they're just made of bones. It's I like, know. Have I seen that all the time before? Yes, every right. single and, it, and it's
0: trying to be like, yeah, yeah. the like, legit dancing part of the show, too. It's right. trying to be, and like, you don't need... Very unnecessary
1: dance number.
0: You don't need un- the impressive choreography dance number in Shrek no. the Musical.
1: No. I mean, they were definitely covering something with that dance break. Right. A hundred percent of it, because that is the most superfluous thing I know. on the planet. Like, maybe so they had to skeletons.
0: deflate the dragon and hoist it up to the the rafters oh, or or something. Something. exactly
1: yeah. um but yeah so in the west end version and the the u.s touring uh, yeah. any other production sense um they've now got these like knights in um stockade
0: oh they're so funny
1: which is much fun. it's really funny yeah like, it's just funny and um, it does and so you- then
0: it leads into the plot of the song right right exactly exactly keeping you here forever you're trapped you right know what i
1: mean you're mate. um yeah like it's, it's so much better and i'm very very glad they improved it because like that actually i think no the dragon's one of the best things in it
0: yeah yeah and they also like the dragon puppet is scaled down but is a full it's a much more traditional puppet where like the broadway one seems like this inflatable thing um that can't talk very well its mouth doesn't move very well um and now it's more like a rod and stick (laughs) puppet with like four performers um You know, they don't have the weird, like, scales that turn around with ladies on them.
1: Yeah, what's that about? Why
0: have you got talking scales? Do you know what I mean? And it's so... Because the rest of the production is trying so hard to just be the movie, right? Yeah. Or to have, like, you know, Farquaad is, like, one specific uh, uh, element that makes him look like the movie, right? There's one stage joke in there, but it's trying so hard to recreate what you've seen in the movie. And then to have these representative singing dragon scales. Right. Like you're you're, you know, we're we're mixing genres. Yeah. 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 It's
1: crazy. Um so I just wanted to get that out of the way. <laughs> that the dragon just, is can, delightful. The, and it's been fixed and we're we're all we're much happier now. It is um, it's
0: it's such a fascinating you know, not a lot of shows as big as this one get mm. post-Broadway fixes. Um, yeah, and it, I, I would say if I was making the argument of you know them prepping this for high schools, <laughs> that's a sign that like they, you know, maybe Meet Me in St. Louis is one of the few that has also done such a big post-Broadway rewrite mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Maybe a lot less successful. Yeah um yeah fair
1: i i I'm. Mean, so see in the u.s tour because mm-hmm. i've only seen the west end one in the u.s tour did they do the lcd screen backdrops and simplified set
0: and stuff um that's a good question i the only clips i've seen it seems a lot more like uh dropping flat as opposed to like big um set right, pieces okay. um right they're a lot more simplified um because the uk tour is all lcd screen fascinating um
1: and it's done re- and the set is a million times simpler right Because like you... it's like one set piece yeah. we're working with and yeah. the rest is is the projection yeah um it's a cheaper
0: it, it, cheaper alternative Cheaper alternative
1: and it works yeah it really really works like it's, it's good simple yeah stuff it's not distracting yeah i am surprised
0: um, this is only a bit of a tangent but it's in my tech theater world like hmm. there's still you know i've been in so many high school theaters and they have such different uh design considerations when they build them but there is every general use education theater is still built with a psych um right, you know, yeah. either a sky blue psych or a white psych and like no yeah. No professional productions have, like, and then the big white curtain in back, right? It's just right. not a thing. I am surprised, and I've had this thought multiple times, that, like, with how cheap uh, giant LED walls are becoming, that, like, that that's just not part and parcel for what we put in high schools. For the amount of, like, you know, we're all going to sit and watch a movie, or here's this powerpoint projection or something and then switch over to we need to do into the woods junior and we got two weeks all right i can pull together a bunch of clip art files that is going to make this really nice exactly it seems very versatile it's the sort of thing where like maybe when things go back to normal i would look into for my theaters yeah easy and i mean
1: yeah i don't don't know why like maybe just because it's it requires a level of tech knowledge like perhaps that like the average you know English like teacher, your, drama like your theater teacher won't understand, right? Like, you know, yeah, fair, but um, it, it, and it would just get it, yeah, it would help a lot.
0: Oh, it'd be so it'd useful, a lot.
1: I, like my god, I know, but then you'd never, you know, you'd never learn what a cyclorama was.
0: That's true, but people don't use them anymore, and I hate teaching I about I used
1: it one, thank you very much.
0: Proud of you. I literally beautiful lighting effects. One of the last things I did before uh, the pandemic hit was box up and take down our psych <laughs> and put it in storage. <laughs> and just like once and for all, and it's like sky green too. It's like the worst color for a psych. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, What's architects architects for high school theaters have this habit of not getting white psychs. Like at the very least, get something white. Yeah, why wouldn't it be white? No, all I got are like, they call them sky blue and sky green. And it's like this pastel-y, gross blueness. What are you using green for? Right? It's such a... You can't yeah. color on green either. Yeah, I mean, it's still like white green. You know, it's barely green, but it's still green. Right. Um. Yeah, I have never understood it. No one has ever been able to explain it to me. I hate it. Okay, yeah, fair.
1: I hate it too. <laughs> well... Anyway, that's one thing that the the future that, productions I think yeah. get right, um, yeah. and you can let us know, listeners, if uh, you've seen the tour and they use yeah LED screens because it, it works works and I think they probably because it's so much easier to oh so cheaper yeah to put in yeah um, yeah so you want to talk about the lyrics
0: oh god I'm so frustrated with the lyrics of the show um, they seem so many times they seem like throwaway jokes. And I mm-hmm. get that they're kind of, that uh, Tessori and Lindsay Bear are trying to emulate some of the, I don't know, irreverent, referential, pop culture-y flavor of the movie. The, yeah, the kind of satire Yeah. But it yeah. doesn't work for me when it's lyrics, because it's not, they're just, they're just throwaway lines. They don't land on punchline um, song lyrics. The first one, the one I put here in I Know It's Today... I can't even remember where it happens in the song, but like Fiona's extolling things she's good at. She says, although I seem a bit
1: bipolar.
0: Right. That's what it rhymes with. And then she says, I'm a very gifted bowler. And like, they're trying to emulate this pop culture referential thing. But this isn't a pop culture reference. She's not a gifted bowler. She can't be. She's stuck in a tower that's eight foot by eight foot. So, like, it doesn't make sense in-world. It's yeah. not so funny that you should keep it, right? It's not a laugh-out-loud line. It's a forced rhyme. I mean, it's a real rhyme with bipolar, but even the bipolar line isn't terribly necessary. So no. why are you bending over backwards to find a rhyme for it?
1: Right. Yeah, because for me, it's it's actually more the bipolar thing yeah. that... Frustrates me because she, that she's only saying that because she's just gotten angry and torn a book in half. Right,
0: she's not actually bipolar, and there's it's this has nothing to do with. It's got nothing to do with her character, right? And this is a bigger frustration I have with these lyrics is that they're really insensitive, <laughs> and like yeah, there's a lot of insensitive, and like not insensitive in a funny offensive way, which I think there I would have more lenience for. Right, they're insensitive in like an unknowing way. Like there are real bipolar people. You know, it's like people who joke about like you know, oh your apartment's so clean. Oh yeah, I'm a little OCD. Like you're not OCD, <laughs> you right? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. right. And then later, um, like the whole God, uh, Little Red Riding I Hood know. wolf character is yeah. terrible, and they're like playing up. So they drop, they drop the T slur. Um, yes, I'll I'll say it as a quote, but um, they well rhymes with Granny. We can it say rhymes that. with Granny. Yeah. Um, and and like they are playing up like of course that's who this character is it's a wolf in in grandmother's clothing, but then like in Freak Flag Fly, you know, there's a whole like embracing the wolf's cross dressing nature, but then there is then that this, this plays up that like people who cross dress or who are trans are ugly like a wolf would be, which is really unfair and insensitive. Like mm-hmm. the whole thing is not good um also in like all god freak flag fly ha it's one of the catchier songs in the show right it's it's a it on its on its surface it is a good musical theater song it's a good company song i'm sure it's great in the high schools because it's the time when the whole company gets to come out and have their shining moment and it is problematic af um like even just in little ways, but just making a joke about, like, I'm going to tell the world that I'm a Scientologist. Like, don't get me wrong. I have no, like, <laughs> I have no sympathy for Scientology. <laughs> wanna totally make that, I, I want to make that very clear. Um, But, like, Scientology is <laughs> a terrible scourge on American culture. Like, is a deep death cult that, you know steals a bunch of money from people it's not really funny um nope but but you can see what they're doing there. they're like well we're gonna try and be big of mormon right it's trying to be like a buzzword yeah right yeah
1: that's what and i just think that's that's where those humor moments like you would never get that joke in the shrek film
0: right yeah but even and like i think freak flag fly ends with doesn't pinocchio say like it's something that rhymes with wood. I'm wood and I'm good. I'm wooden and I'm good and I'm here to stay. Yeah. Um and it's you know we're here we're queer and we're not going anywhere or whatever it, like and yeah. I uh, on the one hand I do adore the sentiment let your freak flag fly you know don't yuck anybody's yum love it right on its yes. surface yes but there it gets you know they are they are self describing as freaks and mm. that there there would be a way to do it better if Shrek was also involved because we're mm-hmm. talking about, like, the whole thing is that Farquaad wants the non-normals to get out of his kingdom and so kicks out, you know, weird magical folk. Um, yeah. Shrek also has all these identity issues about being an ogre, as does Fiona about transforming back and forth. Like, there's a thread here, but mm-hmm. they never pull it. They never, like, draw it. Mm-hmm. Just they'd have all these fairy tale creatures sing "Let Your Freak Flag Fly," make a Les Mis reference, and then are done with it. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Well, like the whole song it exists to cheer up Pinocchio, right. Having identity issues about not being a real boy. Like it's yeah. In terms of song spotting, it's it's not great. It's it's not. I it's 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 probably one of my least favorite songs in the show. To be honest, like, really. Yeah, and again, it might be a a biased point of view because the first thing I ever saw of Shrek the Musical mm-hmm. was the two thousand and eight Tonys. Tonys,
0: where I believe this was part of the opening.
1: Yes, it, it yeah. was. Um, and I was like, "What on earth right. is this nonsense? Yep, like, why why does this exist in the right. same kind of like franchisey yeah. Um, and they were just singing like "Let your freak fly climb, that vibe of like. We're the freaks, you know. What I mean, right? Yes, we're the alts. We're the, you know, outsiders, and right. we're here to say. And I'm like, yes, or oh, great, you know. What I mean, that story again. Right? Like, it, that's kind of what it was feeling. I was like, just move on. Give me next to normal. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. Much more interested in that. Um. So, yeah, I think that's. Uh, I already had an issue with it before mm-hmm. everything else, like. You know what I mean like I think it's performed but I think it's like it's, it's decent enough as a number but yeah I'm sure it's a ton of fun yeah I don't doubt that for an absolute second
0: um but it's not oh,
1: I'm just like, I'm
0: like you know, I know. Like, it cool. doesn't progress the plot like it's such a missed opportunity because these are these <sighs> this the company of fairy tale creatures are a great like uh, uh c plot to the show right you've got like yeah. Shrek and who he's encountering with right now, whether it's Donkey, Fiona, the dragon, or Farquaad. You've got like Farquaad's own stuff about his as B, as like his kingdom stuff. Um, Uh And then you've got C, the fairy tale creatures. Um, And they're, you know, it's not done well enough ever there's this they they try and pull this joke a couple times with like time to say goodbye when they're like singing this goodbye song to Shrek they try and pull the joke when all the knights are coming in saying like here comes Farquad he's down the hall he's almost here and it doesn't quite land enough yeah it needs to be longer <laughs> like it needs to actually take up more time than you want it to or sound like it's mm-hmm. going to end a couple times and it just doesn't um it yeah i feel like And then Freak Flag with the um, fairy tale creatures, which doesn't... Pinocchio's sad at the beginning of the scene and isn't sad at the end of the scene, and we didn't (laughs) need the scene at all.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, it
0: self-resolves.
1: I know, I know. He's not a big enough character in it that... Like, he gets more to do than Donkey.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm not even kidding. He gets more of a character arc than
0: Donkey. And, like, what if, you know, maybe one of the fixes is... Rewrite from the movie, don't just have the dragon be the deus ex, but have all the fairy tale creatures come back in and disrupt the wedding in a comic, you know, pie-throwing extravaganza or something. Like, make it a...
1: the riot scene in Beauty and the Beast. That yes, kind of vibe. exactly yeah. like yeah. that.
0: Um, which would then bring all these actors back on stage, give another number. Maybe they're led in by Donkey. You know, we found some friends. George! Well, I, think
1: they do, I think they do come back at the end.
0: They do come back for. Uh,
1: uh, uh, no, but I'm sure that they're at the wedding because that's when
0: Grumpy comes back. Aren't they at um, the Shrek and Fiona wedding? Or are they at the Farquaad wedding? They're at the Farquaad, right? Because that's okay. when Grumpy
1: comes back that makes and you sense. get that reveal. But, and that's actually another issue. I want to talk about that because this yeah. is bad book writing. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so there's the big... And I actually think it's a funny, a very funny storyline. Yes. I love this idea that Farquaad's dad is actually Grumpy the Dwarf. Yes. That's very, really funny.
0: Very funny.
1: Very funny. But why also include in your... um complete copy paste from the film literally verbatim Mm -hmm. copy paste from the film uh mirror game show blind date Mm -hmm. scene yeah um why also includes snow white and the seven dwarves in that yeah doesn't make sense it doesn't make any fucking sense yeah and i was like that is bad big there's many princesses that you can choose from yep you could have rewritten that scene from the film yep just do it pick a different and yep. i know this is the most and i know a lot of people out there are going to be rolling their eyes because we've just talked about you know the lyric one lyric of a very gifted bowler and now we're talking about grumpy right but i don't care it's these little things yeah that just show that you take care
0: yeah with your writing they add, they add up and you still need to i find nothing well i find plenty of things frustrating one of the things i find really <laughs> frustrating is, is yeah. uh inconsistent world building like, yeah exactly give exactly. your world rules and break them if you need to. But then yeah. break them. Don't just, like, never sit down and be like, what are the, you know, 12 tenets of how this world right. exists?
1: Such a simple thing to fix. Like, just make it about
0: Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Yeah. Or, and, like, Grumpy's a fine choice, but there are other funny choices you could make that don't have to be the seven Dwarfs. Yeah, it could be Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, done. Easy. You know. Bingo.
1: Like, could mean anything. Yeah. Um. And, I again, this sounds... I'm hearing this in my head. like, what are you arguing about? But... It, it, it is it's that i think that's again it's the thing that doesn't get me on the side of the musical right because i'm like that's such
0: an easy blatant
1: yeah fix yeah like that you haven't taken the care with other aspects of the show
0: i do think it's a thing that we haven't that i know i haven't articulated well in the past about my some some of my distaste for these kind of franchise shows um mm-hmm. and that it isn't just on principle but it is that they're sloppy like this Mm-hmm. They capitalize so much on brand recognition that they mm-hmm. feel like they don't have to be intentional in the ways that shows should be intentional, and mm-hmm. it it shows. It makes it a yeah. worse product, and you yeah. could just fix it. There's no reason not to, other than laziness. Exactly. Exact
1: I would completely agree. Yeah. Um. It's just an. It, yeah. It's just an easy peasy fix. Um. That's a great segue. Here but we go. Before we move on. Okay. I want to just give a quick applause to John Tartarlea. Yeah. Because, wow, he is the cornerstone of that musical.
0: He, I wish they allowed him... Do you not like John Tartarlea? I like him. I wish they had let him not have a shouty voice. What do you mean? He's so shouty the whole time! Oh.
1: Well, I mean, he's just doing an impression from the...
0: But there are ways film. to do it that doesn't need to be so shouty.
1: Well, I think he's just protecting Tommy. He... I'm not I'm not gonna listen to any dissing of Georgetown yet. <laughs> that man has a mission in that show. He's doing a three-track character.
0: Who is he? he Pinocchio.
1: Is. He's Pinocchio. He does motion capture for the mirror. Live motion cap I'm not kidding. I did not know that yeah so he comes off the first scene in pinocchio goes backstage takes off his makeup gets tracking dots glued to his face uh-huh. they stick a camera this is the first time this has ever happened on live theater like live motion capture he there he acts that that is live for some reason i don't that's I a wild still why it's choice i live. wondered
0: i i thought it was recorded this is news right. to me same.
1: same so live motion capture the fantastic performance completely different voice who would know um takes it off. puts Pinocchio, uh, no, no, before Pinocchio comes back on, he then goes and he puppets the, the dragon. The dragon,
0: yeah, that I knew.
1: And then comes, puts Pinocchio back on, comes back at his Pinocchio. Three track character. Yeah. That's really That's impressive.
0: True. He is holding the show together.
1: Yeah. And he's, I love, I just love him. He's a lovely human. He's the cutest little bunny.
0: Do you think the, I'm sure the joke is not lost on him that he plays a puppet
1: oh he begs that up he's that's like it. this this is such a resounding moment for me as a puppeteer right that i am getting to play the ultimate puppet
0: right pinocchio yeah it's so i was like
1: that's great yeah he's just i just love him so i just wanted to do a quick we love you john tertalia shout out uh, <laughs> before we move on
0: so right okay segue hop on <clears throat> yes vroom
1: Get your- Works. I'm, I, was, I said we i'm not including myself in that i'll never say that in my life you need to get another one of those Toppy. it's
0: hey it's gonna be we, we're gonna make a t-shirt hop on my segway I, i'm not
1: putting that on a t-shirt i'm not encouraging
0: it because i don't want it to be a thing oh i think it'd be so good i think people would know i do right, people, okay, people are tweeting at you right now jimmy telling you that they would buy a hop on my segway t-shirt
1: right listeners would you i know i don't even want to ask that <laughs> question because if they say yes I don't want to have to make that. I don't want that. I'm not wearing that. You don't that's have to wear shit.
0: It. That's Tommy. Hey,
1: that's our brand of humor. That is your brand, that's true. Of, humor. Is my brand of humor. You as take a, that you take that error. <laughs> as, <laughs> as I there. as I as I sit you here You slap a Y on
0: that bitch. Entirely shitting on like what I think are bad yeah. jokes <laughs> for an hour. We got joke.
1: But it's fine because we are the authority so we can say these things. It's true, yes.
0: We are right? the only ways. We are
1: the best comedians on earth. It's true. Obviously. Anyway. um, Right. No. So we kind of were talking about it there at the end. um, About franchises. Yep. Invading our musical space, etc, etc. Yeah. Um, and I think this is quite a good discussion to have because I had a few thoughts actually while I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, And it, it was kind of like getting me closer to this you know the ultimate question of what is a musical and what makes a good musical right um and what is a significant you know what i mean yeah what is, what's significant what takes up space where would we set those things differently? yeah um so uh i was thinking that uh it was it was to do with this kind of copy paste that they do with mm-hmm. the film with the, the movie
0: to this yeah
1: yep um And it was so blatantly, like word for word, the joke, everything beat in the film, all the exact same. And my instant reaction was like, that's lazy. Yeah. That's, That's crap and that's lazy. Yeah. And then a light switched on in my head. Uh huh. And I said, but Dave Malloy copy and pasted from The Great Comet. Copy and pasted
0: word for word. Yeah, but it's transformative. I mean, that's the question it begs, right? Shrek is not but, transformative. But is it? Did, it I, did anyone other than Dave Malloy picture what is the Great Comet in their brain when they read War and Peace? No, but I, I, don't, mean, I don't mean as a production. I mean mm-hmm. that, that idea of copying and pasting but i think right. the, i think copy and paste is a is a you know it's like copy paste and keep formatting or don't keep formatting it's a bigger question like you it's not just copy paste of words because a musical isn't just words on the page it's the performance mm-hmm. right and so sh- like shrek looks like shrek if shrek even if shrek didn't look like shrek already we're on the way for this at least to take a little bit of advantage of the form that it's in
1: but i just like is it Is it different? Like is like what is it that makes me go, ugh, it's Shrek and not and turn a blind eye for Dave Malloy? That makes me go, You genius, you've just taken that right off the page and put it on there. Like where because why wasn't I like Eugenius, you you've
0: just taken that joke and put it right on the stage because it's not just about the copy paste because no one's going I mean some people are but the vast majority of people aren't going to see Great Comet because they're uh uh war and peace stands right like oh no, but in the same way no
1: but in the same way we know that people go and see Shrek hmm. not having seen the film fair point fair point okay you know what I mean yeah, because I didn't know that they were copy and paste from Warren because I'd never read Warren Peace. Right, and I was like, "Your use of language, Dave Malloy, is sensational. My gosh, these this is beautiful." And then I'm like, "Oh, actually, wait, this wasn't written by him. This is the Leo
0: Yeah, I think it's also something, and we're inferring a lot, but it has to do with authorial intent as well. Like mm-hmm. the authorial intent for Shrek the Musical is bullshit, right? Shrek's popular, so we're going to make a musical. But here's the thing: this who are it's it's i'm getting kind
1: of getting this idea of like well who actually who are we to say that this is bullshit because mm. it's it and technically if you're yeah. looking at a, what is it right it is the same thing it's the same thing
0: yeah i yeah i still don't like it
1: <laughs> i know but, but so that so this is this is the kind of conversation i want to have is like right. so what is it that what makes it us that makes not it? like yeah. it is it because it's making money is it because it's you know it's part of something that's already
0: big in great comet is you know this niche art house but I still thing. think I still think you you put too much weight on the copy paste of the words because there's so much more to that right there's so much more intent in the adaptation of war and peace that great comet is because it is an uh-huh. adaptation right uh-huh. and I do not think Shrek the musical is a stage adaptation of Shrek it is a stage. But it
1: absolutely is a stage adapt because that is exactly what it is. It's not anything else, because it's not the film. Do you know? What I mean, it's not right. uh it's not a, a shadow cast of Rocky Horror. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it, it still is an adaptation. So, you know, it's it's just starting to. And then yeah. So the other thing I was thinking of then is like, well, how do jukebox musicals fit into that? Sure. Because there you're copying and pasting someone's music. Yeah. And you're putting that on a stage and there are some that work and there's some that don't.
0: And, and I do think it is worth like, I absolutely appreciate uh, uh, Sondheim talks about this in one of the hats about Mm. how it is very hard to write something original for the stage just because it's so much work to do the rest of the stuff. Yeah. And I, and I, I don't want to diss that, that, you know, we live in a world where musicals generally are going to be adaptations just because having some of the work done for you before is how the process kind of exists a lot of times. Yes, uh-huh. um, Inspirations it's...
1: always come from somewhere and often it's exactly. like literal,
0: yeah. Um, but I do think, I don't know, I think it is we're inferring, if, if like the whole thing is taking the original pieces and passing them through a filter to get them on stage, we're inferring mm. a lot of what happens in that filter and putting mm-hmm. a worth judgment on it, right? Exactly. And like we have less of a worth judgment on the Shrek version than we do on Great Comet. Yeah. Um, or even wicked um yeah which like is which yeah because and, that but
1: wicked is a great example because i'm a great I, i'm a really big gregor mcguire fan i think right. those books are stellar like and the, i absolutely love them and the musical is a bastardizer's yeah, it's a, a bastardized sh- version of the book
0: it's such a shit adaptation and i do think it's successful because people didn't read the book you know Right.
1: So here's so this is what I mean. So this is the thing, yeah. is like where where does this kind of fit in this let's use the word matrix again? Like sure. matrix. Yeah. We're maths people now. Um like of musical theatre. Because also there are plenty of original, completely original musicals out there that stink.
0: Oh yeah, totally.
1: That stink up the place. Like yeah. there's no point in them existing because there's no, they're just they're crap. Yeah. Um so you can't, you know. What I mean, you you don't have that ability to say you franchises are taking up space mm-hmm. um, with your adaptations, yeah. because we could be having original stuff. I do wonder what does that mean. Well, That's this is what you know. I mean, this is the kind of existential moment I'm having here. I,
0: I will also add into your question: Why do we judge? I and maybe we don't, but I'll ask it anyway. Why do we judge yeah. musicals more strongly on? The, how close or whatever their relationship to their adaptations are than any yeah. other piece of art right completely yeah yeah yeah. like even some uh you know, even like we were we were talking in last call about marvel movies um and stalwart comic fans still have like i i have not seen the like whole hog dismissal of these, uh-huh. you know, frivolous movie adaptations, right? Absolutely. Generally speaking, the reaction is like, "Yeah, this is what I want." Yep. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Lord, Lord of also, the Rings, right? Yeah, and Game certainly, of Thrones. there are some people, you know, who who have uh, Harry are... Potter.
1: Sorry, I'm just yeah, yeah.
0: It. Like, like the, you know, the be, the Ring book's Sandals. better than the movie is a trope until date like forever and ever, right? But it's not, you know. Musicals kind of sit in an outside genre that way, and I wonder if it is because it's still such a small art form. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like you know, people do movie podcasts, let's say, but they don't talk about every movie or any movie. (laughs) You know, you gotta like zoom in a little bit somehow.
1: (laughs) Where there's yeah, where there's literally a chance that they could cover every single right. That's never exactly, and like people
0: don't. Ha, there isn't as much of a uh, uh, presumed set structure to cinema. I'm saying this as a as a question mark. There's a squiggly line still under the statement. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like, you know, th- perhaps because of how much longer... S- well, no, because musical theaters existed. For some reason, <laughs> things seem freer in the genre of cinema. Mm-hmm. You can do a lot of things. Yeah. Um Certainly, there are some standard tried and true structures, um, but they get broken all the time or they're pretty malleable into different forms um, to the point where cinema has subgenre upon subgenre fractally down mm-hmm. in a thousand different ways. Musical theater has a much smaller bookshelf of subgenres, you know, mm-hmm. b- because perhaps it has more of a standard structure. And so then any adaptation, we're kind of judging it on how it does or doesn't fit into this kind of nebulous pre-established structure, question mark? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if it's definitely something of that.
1: I think as well, though, there's... um. Do you think there's an element of um. infighting in the way that... Uh, in a similar way with... um gay people right we are often our most judgmental critics sure of other gay people yeah right yeah as musical theater fans perhaps are we often the most like because it is a small we're still pulling from a very small yeah pool yeah um is that why we're because i think we are as a a fandom Mm -hmm. uh very judgmental and yeah. very opinionated yeah um i, I kind of w- i would say more so than than cinema in yeah. the same way that like i don't have an
0: opinion on french art house films right because i'm like well, i don't know right I don't, but like, you I'm... also don't like I also think our opinionation is also, this might be tangential, but it also Mm. creates for a much stronger gatekeeping effect. Um, Yes, yes. Whereas, like, you don't have an opinion on French art house films, and you feel like you could probably just go watch one right now, right? Right, yeah. But, like, there's whole swaths of people who are like, well, you just don't understand cats. Like, us included. We're a part of the system. Uh Um,
1: And it's it's a big thing that I I actually really struggle with a lot, because... I tell people all the time who are naysayers, um, Mm. like there's you just don't understand. Like there is a musical for everyone. Like you're seeing one show and you're judging the whole thing, blah blah blah. And yet, at the same time, I know that I can be like, "You like that? Well, come on, you don't know anything. Mm -hmm. That's so stupid. That's so bad. That's so hypocritical. You know what I mean?"
0: do you think it's related like, to like delivery method? this is this is I've been rolling this around in my brain is like mm. part of it is you know cinema, they're not really there. They're not actually people, and you know that. Mm-hmm. and so already mm-hmm. suspension of disbelief is a different mm-hmm. ball game. Um, and once you've seen it, it's done, right mm-hmm. All art form other than performance. Once you've seen it, it's complete for the most part. You read a book, mm-hmm. it's done. You look at a painting, it's done. You listen to music, it's done. The because this is a living, breathing art form, they could fix it, which I think is part of the reason why I find myself being hypercritical of stuff, is like, you could you could change this. People do. You know, we already talked about it. They changed the dragon. You work and, and it's part of how the art form exists. You workshop mm-hmm. the thing in Boston and bring it to New York. Um But I also think there's something, you know, it's why people are afraid to go to the ballet because there's etiquette involved. There's secret rules. Um, And maybe there isn't, but it feels that way. Yeah. There is. Yeah, right. There's not a lot of secret rules of going to the movie theater. In fact, they'll tell you all the secret rules before the movie starts. (laughs) Turn your phone off. Don't talk with people. Like, you know, Alamo Drafthouse will murder you if you do. Yeah. But I don't know, it is I think you're on to an interesting point about Right,
1: isn't it? Like this will be my next book, like is what is this? Because yeah. I know I notice it in our conversations that we have where I'm like are things that I will prejudge or have prejudged yeah. because it is from a franchise or yeah. it is, you know, what I mean, produced by a big house and I'm it like, well, you know, this would be so much better if it was an original story i do and think then think of it, like dear van hansen
0: i mean we're we're gonna get super political wonky here for a second but mm. i do think our opinions come from like a very anti-capitalist assumption um mm-hmm. and is like an internal protest against the uh uh franchisization of art um mm-hmm. and you know i think musicals where were one of the first places where america started to see it pretty overtly um and now and that... it's now literally the biggest yeah <laughs> and like disney owns everything right, right. um you know i saw uh, an article today that was about um you know have you heard any news about how uh disney world's faring after they've opened in a covid world no you haven't have you thought about that for a second And you've heard no news articles. Don't you think there'd be one that says things are going well? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But there's not. So why haven't you heard anything? It's something people are interested in. Mm -hmm. Why is it not being reported on? And I think that's bad for a society in general. And it's Mm -hmm. tied to these, you know, take Shrek. As much as we may or may not like it, as much as it is even like, the indiest of big corporations making a musical. DreamWorks is not huge; was still independent right. when this happened. Um, but like, when a show like this, for example, has the uh, Little Red Riding Hood's wolf drop the T slur in it, and that becomes normalizing. When there's a corporation <laughs> behind that, that mm-hmm. becomes problematic. When th- when art starts to be created by faceless entities as opposed to individual people. And certainly we still put on top that, you know, uh, Lindsay Bear and Tesori wrote this thing, but DreamWorks also wrote this thing. You know, these mm-hmm. are some of the lies of theater, right? In the same mm-hmm. way that like, quote unquote, John Williams wrote all the Star Wars music. No, he didn't. He wrote some of it. He wrote the important pieces. And then he has a bunch of other sub composers who he works with who helped him on all the other stuff. Broadway lighting designers do this. You know, Ken Billington didn't do the lighting design on his own. He's got a house, but we don't call it, you know Ken Billington design production services. It's just him and then the people he hires. And so yeah. when when the pyramid underneath the art, when the patrons become so big, and we're realizing how influential and insidious, you know media representation in any way can become, it becomes a really slippery slope when when all the plays are produced by the king, right? Uh-huh. And then they're all going to be very pro king. Uh-huh. We get the same sort of thing when all the plays are produced by the mouse. And this is a sign where the theater we love is theater that challenges societal norms, that challenges problems, that like puts a a, a magnifying glass on top of it. Like that's one of the things we say and proclaim that art is supposed to do when the controlling interests become larger and larger and larger, mm-hmm. I think that, I think that is the seed or part of the seed, at least for why we have such a distaste for these franchise shows. Whereas like Dave Malloy can say something and he doesn't have to worry about a team of lawyers coming in to watch and say like, well, that doesn't align with our brand image.
1: Yeah but there's so many exceptions fair
0: and they because
1: and on both on both sides of the coin because yeah. there's so much disney that i adore and i think is important yeah right and tells good stories totally right and tells them well
0: yeah
1: there's also uh so many indies mm-hmm. that do the do the opposite yeah <laughs> you know, tell you know stories I mean? that i'd
0: rather not see the light of day
1: exactly exactly yeah. um so it, it it's that kind of thing. It's like, well, you you kinda can't get it right then. You yeah. there is no there's no prescribed way of saying, this is going to be good, this is going to be bad, I should like this, I shouldn't like this. Um and I guess that's the point. It's like, yes, you should just approach everything with an open mind, but we don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think in particularly with musical theatre because there is this stigma that no one can say what it is. Yeah. They say it's jazz hands, but when was the last time you saw a pair of jazz hands on right. a musical theater stage? Um, like there is this stigma that exists and I find it so hard to fight against it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and I think the answer is somewhere in here.
0: Yeah. I do think it does have something to do with the fact that musicals exist in a bubble around themselves. Like mm. Beetlejuice, the musical is as much about Alex Brightman as it is about Beetlejuice. Let's say, mm-hmm. you know, the like, Hugh Jackman and Meredith Wilson's The Music Man is absolutely as much about Hugh Jackman as it is yeah. about the Music Man, right? Yeah, and Scott Rudin and the whole the whole world around it. Um, yeah. And musicals are kind of built that way. Like even we we didn't talk about it when we were talking about the structure of the show, but like this is one of those Shrek is one of those stupid shows that throws out musical theater references left and right. You know, Les Mis, uh, uh, chorus know, line, like chorus line, Chicago, Wicked, Wicked yeah. Gypsy. It's all through there. Um, yeah, and like that, um, like first off, is off putting to someone who doesn't get it. Right? That's that's mm-hmm. an in joke for the in club, which is unfair. Yeah. It's also lazy writing. Um, and like all all sorts of shows reference the show next door, right? You know, and it often it's written in the script. Like I think it's in the Spamalot script where I forget what show they're referencing, but it's like this was a joke about the show that was playing across the street. Feel free to change it to something appropriate to your time. Right. Um, that's it's it's lazy writing and it perpetuates this like in-group of musical theater that, like, f- when, uh, like, uh, rarely, unless that's the whole point of the movie, does a movie just have, like, a one-liner, you know, unless it's something so culturally significant, like pulling, you know, Luke, I am your father, um, or uh, you looking at me, punk. Like, yeah. yeah. beyond that, there aren't, like, deep, nuanced references to other pieces of musical theater that you'll miss, if you don't understand that, that's the choreography from Chicago. Mm-hmm. But those usually happen in musicals I don't like,
1: <laughs> you know. But they also happen in musicals I like, and I love it when they happen because I'm like, oh my god, that's brilliant. Yeah, I get, and like right.
0: the original town was all built on musical theater. That's, that's what that's what it is. Yeah, um, it's a send up. Yeah. I think I, Jimmy, like many of these conversations, we're coming to land on like a very simplistic statement after a very complex discussion. Um, but I think it is something that like art is subjective, right?
1: Right, a hundred <laughs> percent for sure, absolutely. But it's just I don't know. I think like I want to try and, and take, because like if I approached it with that art is yeah. subjective thing and then watch Strike the Musical, would I be thinking about it completely
0: differently potentially? Yeah. Potentially. But I do think, you know, and this
1: is... Right. Adelaide Weber's Cinderella. Yeah. I've already said, I won't like this. Right. I might fucking love it if I gave it the
0: chance. Yeah. But But, I won't. But I do think, you know, I think what we're talking around is... um, uh, uh, Gosh, I don't have the good word for it. You know, this is going to be masturbatory, but... um, Mm. We run this podcast. We talk about mm-hmm. musical theater. People like and listen to our opinions and often agree with us. <laughs> I mm-hmm. sometimes agree with
1: us.
0: <laughs> Caveat. Big asterisk. We love I all just of take you. away that often. Um but there's still something there, right? We land right. on opinions that from time to time people agree with. Yes. So then there is some collective assumption of what this is. Mm-hmm
1: but case in point yeah you made a video dissing shrek the musical yeah and you have received pelters from it like no other yeah totally so there and, is no and objective. i
0: <laughs> and i fully believe those people are wrong right <laughs> i say only half jokingly yeah you know because clearly i'm right
1: you're sometimes right but also we've found in this podcast sometimes you're very wrong.
0: sometimes i'm very wrong usually i'm very wrong and, just and at hum. one point
1: you gave compliments to cats so that's true yeah that's we know thing. you can change
0: I, i'm glad hold on we can put a check off that you reminded me of this in this podcast yep yeah, good that's this week's done um <laughs>
1: yeah that was the only reason i brought up that whole point actually was just to bring right. that up so yeah good we're well done you, uh, saw the, you saw
0: the timer ticking and you're like oh haven't haven't got him to say it yet
1: I know. Um, yeah, it's an interesting discussion point. Let's all discuss it. We're all listening, and we've all got opinions, and we've all got ideas on this. I want to hear people's thoughts on this yeah. because it, it, it's such a tricky. And I do want to hear people like, what are people's answers for when you have that conversation? You're like, oh, I'm not really into musicals. Yeah. And you're like, you've just shat on my entire, work like you've shat on a whole art form, right? And you don't realize you're doing it.
0: Yeah. But some because people you just think it's nonsense. But, but like Jimmy, I don't really like sports.
1: But you don't hate all sports.
0: Fair, but I don't like most of them.
1: I mean, absolutely. But also, I think again, I would, I would, as a sports fan, <laughs> uh, I would probably say there's definitely a sport out there that you would love.
0: Yeah, fair. But I'm also right. pretty confident that most sports you put in front of me, I probably wouldn't enjoy watching. What about like the Olympics? Yeah, not for me. Okay. I like watching the opening ceremonies because it's theatrical. But right, and like gymna- gymnasts. No, I'm like not interested. Dance? I'm not interested in the sport of it. You know, I see why right. people like. I don't mind watching it, but I would never turn mm-hmm. it on on my own. Okay, fair. I certainly would never follow it with any kind of, you know. I can tell you Michael Phelps and maybe Christy Yamaguchi. Like, how many Olympians can I name? Um, Gus Kenworthy but that's for other reasons um, <laughs> you know like it's mm-hmm. not like I I get it I get the statement I don't like musicals I get why someone would say that and why it would feel mostly true to them yeah but is, it dif- is there a difference
1: because this is turning into such a thing sorry um, <laughs> but like is there is there a difference because sport isn't art
0: mm, Fair
1: right and art is subjective and therefore are the chances out there that you will like this one because it's you know because no you won't like when people say i don't like films yeah i don't buy it right do you know what i mean it's just you don't have a good attention span maybe
0: so let's get set you down for a
1: short film right do you know what i mean yeah like
0: uh, when it does uh, we're we're i think we're broaching some you know Big existential philosophical yeah, questions big, that are big hard. Yeah, like, big things. what questions. is what is art? I think there's great discussions about yeah. like how close is figure skating to musicals? Much closer. Well, I think, know, and right? like,
1: that's is when I said that I was like, I'm being right. diminutive like, there's, here. There's there's some simplification
0: going on for sure.
1: Totally, totally. Um, video games, video games. You sure. Know what I mean, yeah, they are the they are the link between sport and art.
0: Yeah. Interactive art. Yeah. I don't know. It's all. Putting categories around uh, human existence is something we really like to do, and something that, exactly. once it's put under any form of scrutiny, becomes nearly impossible.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which is why I don't know the point. I don't even know the point I wanted. I don't even know the answer that I wanted.
0: Right, but it's, it's hard to even phrase the question. Um, yeah,
1: I just I don't even think there was a question at any point. I just wanted to open up that world of like i you do know, we like one thing we we don't like this one and they're the same thing what does that mean
0: i do think and this has been on my radar um they're in rolling around in my mind now that mm-hmm. uh mr brantley is uh leaving his post Bye. i know and don't let the door hit you on the way out um, <laughs>
1: and, can't wait for his scathing novel
0: i know right whatever who cares yeah like if he goes down forgotten in history that seems fine i do yeah. think there is a discussion to be had about con- conscience con- well say that word for me conscientious criticism um mm-hmm. how do you talk about art in a way that doesn't punch down but still can be critical mm-hmm. um you know uh and i think there's a, a it's a place where, like, a code of ethics could be written. Like, you could put mm-hmm. some rules or guidelines around that sort of thing um, mm-hmm. in a way that I think would be useful. You know, I think we try to, f- to wade our way through how to do that on this podcast with varying success. It's a, yeah. it's a target. Um, sometimes we're close. Sometimes we're wildly yeah. off. But it is a goal I think we share is to be, uh, uh, I don't know, polite's the wrong word, but thoughtful about. Thoughtful. How we- yeah, considerate.
1: conscientious
0: yeah um you know around criticism which then adds more i hope you know validity to how you get to your criticism yeah, um, I think so. You I know, starting so. with I statements, having these meta discussions around this sort of stuff about how you get to yeah. criticism, how you get to these ideas, being aware yeah. of your biases and extolling them, telling people, you know, as as we did with this, like I have this video about Trek where I bashed it before. We love the movie. We have a distaste for franchise productions, and we're still going to have a thoughtful conversation yeah. about what's in it. Know that it's tainted by these previous interests
1: and like, we know that like we're not we are not devaluing the people who love this show right and because we see why they love this show exactly
0: and no one does that in black and white newspaper theater reviews no. at no. all um even even critics i like or respect yeah. um you know maybe and that's we'd, why we'd be a better world if we did
1: yeah. Well that's why we're not critics.
0: That's true. I think that is what separates us is
1: And I don't like being called a critic or calling this because I don't I don't think I, I genuinely don't think we are. Yeah. Like I think like, we're reviewers if anything. Like that's what it would come closest to if you're putting sh- it in that bracket. Sh- sure. Because even so even as we're discussing Trek, we're not saying we're not saying this is shit, full stop. Right. We're saying this is why I don't like it and this is how I think it can be better.
0: Yeah, we're much on, un- I would say, closer to the side of scholars than critics. Um
1: for but- <laughs> so I hate this. I know, it's <laughs> we terrible. We to get away from this conversation. Yeah.
0: It is, it is terrible. It's not untrue. Scholars. I- we're Nonsense. cited in so many theses. That's a real thing, right? We're in academic papers. Um, that's stupid, isn't it? Isn't that that's wild? Very stupid. How many do you think Ben Brantley
1: are in? Yeah. Probably more than us, probably though, more Tommy, than us. To be That's fair, fair. That's <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> don't worry, bringing but, us
0: right back down. Um, yeah,
1: exactly. No, but I think like to to bring us down a bit. Like, uh, it, it, I don't, fe- you know, I mean, I know I'm not an authority. Like, I know I'm, I i do not
0: have the answers, and I know I don't know everything. Yeah. Well, we also um, go in with a different goal, ostensibly than a newspaper critic, right? Yeah, you know, we're not saying go watch Shrek or don't. I guess we do that for some shows, but it's rare um mm. you know we're often more talking about like the the thing is a piece of literature than as a yeah, a place so. to spend your money
1: yeah we kind of talk about it as if it's existed for a 100
0: years right yeah no matter what it is yeah which i would say puts yeah. us more on the side of scholars <laughs> that's
1: funny is there another word that isn't scholars
0: We'll, we'll workshop because
1: it. scholars i don't know like i feel like you need to go to uni to be a scholar
0: ah uh, screw higher but we education could if we
1: went if that's the thing if we did like if we were reading mm-hmm. musical theater if we were the traditional scot we are i guess we are because you know that whole bookshelf is filled with books right. about theater oh
0: no, yeah i mean we're we're an invitation away from giving guest lectures i say that non-jokingly <laughs> uh
1: makes you feel sick
0: i know it's gross it's terrible because i'm cause not putting
1: any of this in we're <laughs> restarting the show we're going to talk about fucking i don't know
0: and here just we'll make fart noises again
1: um i'm a good burper though
0: good for you it's amazing i love to burps
1: Do you know, that's weird though isn't it yeah hate farts love burps
0: Put that in your it t- goes back it goes
1: right back to it i put like that- one thing i like the other and the same thing it's all flatulence you should put that in your tinder profile i hate farts love farts <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking
0: t-shirt
1: <laughs> <laughs> fuck <Well>. your segue <laughs> Me. That was Shrek
0: the musical. Then I saw her face down, down dun, 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 dun. We didn't even talk about that. We didn't even talk about that. We didn't even talk about that. Out of Town, that song was like the exit music. Yes. How on earth did they just not make it at the end of the... Uh, they did. Because the they were like, it's probably. a pop song. That would be weird. Hey, well. The, the whole, whole
1: thing isn't in the movie That's it's true. shrek in the swamp's karaoke dance party That's don't true. go changing <laughs> to try and please me you never let me down before
0: i wish mm-hmm. i hope this is a, a deep character trait of you that whenever you sing i at made karaoke, the you sing at karaoke well, as shrek do. i think that should be a, a a fun little joke you do i don't mean black velvet as shrek
1: yeah <laughs> Mississippi in the middle of a dry spell.
0: <laughs> I got works. A, I got a quiz question for you. It's probably for best. <laughs> this musical was in development concurrently with another popular musical franchise as a backup plan in the event that the production company could not secure appropriate rights. Thankfully, the company decided to finish both movies. Thankfully. Thank goodness. <sighs>
1: If you would like to get in touch with us, please do. Our show Twitter and Instagram is at JimAntomic. That is J-I-M-A-N-D-I-N-O. T-O-M-S-E, Jim and Tomic. Jim and (laughs) Tomic. Or drop us an email onto our website, jimandtomic.com.
0: And while you're there, you can check out our Patreon if you want to financially support the show. Uh, Thank you to our current patrons. You can also check out Last Call, which is our uh, video podcast of stuff that doesn't really make the cut into this version of the podcast that you're listening to now. It's a hoot and a half.
1: They're a ton of fun, aren't they?
0: I like watching them
1: i really really like watching them uh, yes but hey if you don't want to do any of that that's absolutely fine reviews on apple podcasts are always super duper helpful and you know help us get our name
0: out there a little bit absolutely and most most of all it helps when you tell other people about uh this little show that we do we love all of you who do and we love yes. all of you who listen it's you know thank you
1: oh what a cute moment <laughs> um hey that's all for this week thank you very much for listening and tommy Cheers.
0: Cheers, Jimmy. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor, and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. We were so impressed by that foley work, we
1: couldn't even say anything. <laughs> we both think the same face.